0: Welcome to the Influent Podcast, developing leadership, building success, and influencing society. For more resources, visit us online at Influent.life.
1: All right, here we are back again.
0: Hey, good to see you guys again. With
1: Levi Clock of Clockwork Financial.com yep. mm-hmm. and Ben Frazier. And we're talking about. Becoming your own bank, your family bank. That's right. And while while we're we're just visiting here, you you mentioned something about uh, about the blessing mm-hmm. on on the children of Israel. I mm-hmm. said you'll lend to many nations and borrow from none. Be the head and not the tail, above and not beneath. Right. And you know, you know that's for the Jewish nation. Mm-hmm. And you know it's really become true? Do mm-hmm. you know most most of the banks? I mean, historically, the the, the bankers were Jews. Mm-hmm. You know the Jews? They're. I mean, they. I think the the statistics are something like like this: that they're two percent of the U.S. population, and twenty five percent of the wealthiest people mm-hmm. in the U.S. are Jewish. Two percent of the population, yeah. but twenty five percent of the wealth. I mean, it's insane. Yeah. And they, they get they get this concept. Yeah, they're practicing right? it actually, and they're practicing it. Yeah, that's but a big that's, that's a as Christians. Mm-hmm. That's our inheritance. Yeah. Right? Aren't we going to we, be
0: grafted into that tree? Exactly. We need to look we, like. We
1: all you know? can win financially. So we were talking about becoming your own bank, and the idea is using these very cool vehicles called insurance policies with cash value, where you maximize the cash value versus the debt benefit. Right. They have huge tax benefits of doing so, and you put money in. It's like a safe. Mm-hmm. And that compounds, protected compounding, over a period of time, which is pretty much financial magic, mm-hmm. right? Compounding is. And and then you can you can even borrow that money and use it for other things um, and uh, and pay yourself mm-hmm. that interest rather than paying someone else that interest. So it goes mm-hmm. into your pocket instead of someone else's pocket. And uh, got that right so far, right?
0: You're right on. Oh, okay. I, like so, the way, I like so, the way you so, sound. So we, we,
1: we talked about, I mean, you know, and we think of, mm-hmm. I mean, young people don't want to think about retirement. Mm-hmm. Okay, but to me, that's dumb mm-hmm. because of compounding. Yeah, right. it's it's not relevant, but let's mm-hmm. not think about it in terms of retirement. Let's think about it in terms of wealth creation, mm-hmm. right? And now young people can get on board, right? Right. So I am passionate about young people doing this. Mm-hmm. So so last time we are trying to talk about numbers here, right. you <laughs> kept trying to get me to talk about 55-year-olds. Now, I is one, so we like 55-year-olds, <laughs> but... Honestly, the younger you can get started in this, the better the numbers are, mm-hmm. right? So you just gave me this little numbers table, which I yeah. love here. So, so here's a male age 25, mm-hmm. and this guy puts in 500 a month. Is that right?
0: Yeah, essentially he's doing 500 a month for the rest of his life, but he's got a few chunks of money sitting somewhere else, whether it's a money market or savings account, or uh, maybe even equity in real estate that's earning you know zero percent rate of return so you can rearrange assets and dump them into this policy so the, the way we want to fund these policies is figure out on a cash flow basis what can you How do can you yeah. what can you afford uh, national savings rate before the great recession was actually negative people weren't saving they were borrowing more than they made now it's somewhere in the ballpark of 3 to 5% of your income we encourage people to do at least 10% can you do that probably not today but we got to start saving more.
1: So 5% of your income, all right. So this is a guy earning, uh, that'd be 2500 No, no, I'm sorry. So that'd be 10000 a month. He'd be, he'd be doing 5% of that is, is uh, 500 a month. Five hundred right. a month. Okay, yeah. so let's say he's doing this. So 25, 25 years old. So in 10 mm-hmm. years, it's actually worth um, $127,000 mm-hmm. cash
0: value. Yeah, the cash value is $127,000. that would feel pretty good. Yeah, and
1: and they and 127,000 in just ten years. Mm-hmm. So that means this this guy who actually saved this much could borrow pretty much. How much could he borrow? Of that it's month? a little
0: over ninety percent of the so cash value. So he could borrow
1: hundred grand, over a hundred grand, borrow it at. Five percent interest or six percent interest, something like that. Around
0: five percent, you're earning over five percent on average. So it's what we call a wash loan. It's a
1: wash loan, yeah. Yeah. So it doesn't cost. It's basically
0: free money. Free money. Yeah.
1: And you can borrow it, mm-hmm. and what can you do with it? Anything, right? Yeah.
0: that's the beauty of this strategy, uh, Mr. Nash. You can
1: get credit cards. You could buy a, yeah. a car. Yeah. Okay, so that's ten years, one hundred twenty-seven thousand. Well, let's look at it here. Okay, fifty-four. So this is this is thirty years mm-hmm. later.
0: It shows year by year here, so thirty years is at the bottom there. Thirty years,
1: it's half a million dollars. Yeah, half a million dollars, and with a death benefit of one and a half million. Mm-hmm. Is that right? That's right. Wow, mm-hmm. that's that's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. And and so if it's if it's if it's a hundred dollars a month, you just divide by five for these numbers. right? Yep,
0: it's easy to just cut it in half or double it if you got more money. Now, keep in mind, on this illustration, the first four years, we we maxed out the policy. So each policy can only hold so much cash and still get all the tax-free laws surrounding this this feature. Uh, So we designed these so that the cash flow fits perfect, and then any lump sums that you might want to dump in,
1: it's got room for it. I'm passionate about teaching people how to get ahead and how to invest. One of the challenges is I've I've tried to find things that, Anybody can do that. Don't that doesn't take. I mean, I don't. I don't want people to have to spend more than a couple days a year thinking about this. Yeah. Right. Well, there's not that many investment strategies that so work true. at that level. Right. This is something you can really focus in your career. You can focus yeah. on your family. Right. And you just got to think about this a couple times a year and look at it and pay attention to it. And you just got to make that first phone call. Mm-hmm. But it can really, really work. Right. And, and there is, you know, you know, Ben and I, we're kind of students of the financial industry,
0: mm-hmm.
1: which to me is really problem-filled, yeah. okay? I'm pretty negative mm-hmm. on the financial industry as, as a whole and yeah. including wealth management world, mm-hmm. right? I mean, Ben, ben went to school as a, as a, in, a, in the financial field as a finance degree major, and they were teaching, you know, the efficient market hypothesis, which, by the way, the most successful investor of all time says is bunk.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, Warren Buffett says mm-hmm. if the markets were efficient, I would be broke. Mm-hmm. That's what he said. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, and then they're, they're studying modern portfolio theory (MPT), which pretty much is the gospel mm-hmm. of the way the financial industry is is taught. Mm-hmm. And I actually gave Ben a book. There was the anti-MPT book while he was taking the MPT class. Yeah, and and you you remember this? Uh That messed with your head a little bit, didn't it? it? So you're studying MPT and (laughs) non-MPT. You know the gospel (laughs) of MPT and why the why that MPT was heresy at the same time. And so you messed with your head, but it made you smart. But but MPT is this gospel of financial managers, and honestly, it's a crock. Yeah, it's a crock, yeah. and and this this idea that you can maintain in this. Let's just pick the stock market. The stock market is incredibly volatile. Incredibly volatile. I, I actually looked. I did a study of mm-hmm. all the major income vehicles, the ETFs, exchange traded mm-hmm. funds that are income earning. You know the you know um, uh, some of the you know, like the energy funds, the real estate funds, and others that are earning you know four, five, six percent. Literally, since since two thousand, the drawdowns, average drawdowns, uh, were over thirty hmm. percent. Not average. The max, sorry, the max drawdowns were over thirty mm-hmm. percent. No, no. I'm sorry. Let me get the numbers right here. Erase.
0: Okay. You know, edit,
1: edit, edit. Tape out. Okay. the The average volatility was over thirty percent. The max drawdown since two thousand was over sixty percent for some of these funds. Wow. And these are not small-time funds. These are the big things that represent the market. Well, if you have a 60% drawdown, you, you're not compounding anymore. You're done compounding. Yeah. You're compounding tables that we've looked at to, for wealth creation. It's over. Yeah. And you pointed out in one of these tables, it shows the, the average return of the stock market. You think the average return of the stock market over the last N years, and this is the modern portfolio theory. Yeah. Average return is... I think they say six or it's eight eight percent or something like that, average return. Mm-hmm. Average return is a completely irrelevant number.
0: Absolutely. Average
1: return is nothing. If if you average I could I could show you fifty percent returns per year with two negative, you know, ninety nine percent returns that are averages out to 30% returns, yeah. and you're broke.
0: Yeah.
1: Literally, it's, it, yeah. the idea of average, they're selling you average returns, exactly. and average returns is a crock of doo-doo.
0: Yeah. I'm glad you say that, because it's surprising to me how many people don't know that. Right. I call average returns the mascot of the mutual fund sales brochure, it's, it's, you know, it's a good sales it's pitch. It's a disaster, but it's, it's a, a, not and real. It's what
1: all these financial planners, honestly, they just, they go to, you know, donut making school or something. Mm-hmm course, I've got a bunch of friends who are financial planners. I probably shouldn't say stuff like that. No but, offense to our friends, but no offense to our friends. <laughs> but honestly, they it's it's not real. Yeah. It's not real. Yeah. And um, so, strategies like this that are slow and simple really, really work. Right. Okay. So, you know, I, I, I actually have a colleague who was telling me about this deal that mm. I was, I mean, blew my mind. Mm-hmm. Okay. So. So this is the real deal. He literally bought an insurance policy for his one-year-old. Okay, a one-year-old for for college, mm-hmm. college fund. Okay, so this is this is what he said. It's a universal life indexed fund by AIG. Mm-hmm. Now, you're not a fan of this of this of the stock insurance companies, which mm-hmm. I, I get. I yeah. get. Okay, because the whole point is we talked about this last time, right? Company makes profits, it's sending some to its policyholders mm-hmm. and then some to its stockholders. And who are you really serving? Are you really serving your policyholders? Are you really serving right. your stockholders? Can't
0: serve two masters.
1: Right. So versus the mutual companies, which hundred percent goes to the members. Okay. Right. So AIG is a stock company, but he did this. So he bought a two hundred and fifty thousand dollar policy. On his one year old, okay. Seems mm-hmm. <laughs> like overkill, right? But he did well. It's twenty seven hundred bucks a year, which is a little over two hundred bucks, right? A little over two hundred bucks a month, right? Mm-hmm. And um, and his minimum, by the way, his minimum, he said, is sixty one dollars a month. So if he's really struggling cash flow wise, mm-hmm. I mean, sixty bucks a month. I mean, that's coffee, right? That's yeah. coffee money. Okay, so he <clears throat> so twenty seven hundred bucks a month. He says it's earning its index, so it can earn six to eight percent. This is because it's S and P 500 based. So if the stock market goes up, it, you know, mm-hmm. so he's 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 planning on it earning six. Now that may not be realized, but the whole cool thing about this index, if the stock market goes up, he gets the gain. Mm-hmm. If it goes down, he only gets like one percent gain, but he doesn't lose the money, mm-hmm. which is critical sure. for maintaining the compounding. Um, and then he can borrow against it. So literally at 18 years old, he said it should be forty-five to fifty thousand dollars. When the mm-hmm. kid is eighteen, yeah that's not that long, and it's not that much money, right yeah, and then let's say he didn't need it for college by age twenty eight he said it's two hundred and ten thousand dollars in cash value mm-hmm. by age twenty eight and most of us are thinking, gosh, you know we don't want our kids it. so he he's actually going to put it in a trust, right mm-hmm. and then he said, again blew Mayway at age seventy if they didn't touch it, it would be one hundred and ninety five thousand dollars a year in mm-hmm. income, yeah on a two hundred dollar a month deal yeah it's like yeah man i just you know i'm so sorry man i didn't do this for you. <laughs> <laughs> i like my i like my pizza money instead yeah. you know and i mean why don't we do this right for our for our kids and and uh, and yeah and oh and this he had also living benefits he was so excited about it he said up to 80 percent of the face value so if he gets cancer yeah or gets disabled They'd or something. Pre-pay the death
0: benefit because yeah. you're sick and you, which was you know. crazy. So, yeah.
1: so oh, and this would be at age 70. It was worth 4.2 million dollars. Mm-hmm.
2: Death benefit or what? No, in cash.
0: value.
1: Yeah, cash value. And, of course, that's a long time. Maybe that's but that's the point. Here's a one year old mm-hmm. uh, who's been accumulating for 70
0: years with money that you wouldn't even change your lifestyle. It you just put it on auto pay. Your life, you know, just I mean, fund it every month.
1: You know the the coolest thing. I mean, I mean this. You, this is real, right? Yeah, this yeah. is real. I've seen many. So Levi many charts expert like that. saying this is this is yeah. real. I love this because it's thinking generationally, right? right? Which I think the Jews do, and mm-hmm. I think Christians. You know, you mm-hmm. know one of my one of my uh, you know things I don't like. I think Christians are so short term thinking. Mm-hmm. Right? We always think. You know, Jesus is coming back tomorrow.
0: Yeah, we don't need to plan or prepare because he's going to take us up tomorrow.
1: And and, and the, this life really doesn't matter. And it's mm-hmm. not true, mm-hmm. right? Jesus is coming back to the earth. The earth is his inheritance. Mm-hmm. And it's it's our inheritance who says we're going to co-rule and reign with him. Mm-hmm. I mean, this earth is important. Mm-hmm. And in fact, he said what we do here with this life matters to our eternity, yeah. right? So this life is an internship for the age to come.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, here's here's the other thing he, he he said he said money twice in Luke. Mm-hmm. He said money is a very little thing, mm-hmm. but he says if you're not faithful with this very little thing, who will give you true riches? That mm-hmm. literally the way we treat money determines our our uh, our inheritance, right. eternal inheritance. Believe it or not, and how we treat money and how we pay attention to money. Mm-hmm. And I believe that's on the saving side, it's on the benevolent side, but it's also on the financial wisdom side.
0: Right.
1: Determines our eternal inheritance. Yeah. So this is this is part of, we just got mm-hmm. to be smart mm-hmm. financially, right? Right. And we've there's no excuse for not paying attention to this. Mm-hmm. And I love young people getting involved in this. And I'm just blown away by my colleague who did this mm-hmm. for his one-year-old. And here it's a college fund, or if it's not, it's a retirement fund. And you can borrow against it. Yeah.
0: Wow. And for all the fathers out there with daughters, I mean, that's the wedding fund. There you go. Yeah, wedding you fund, know. college
1: fund. You know, or if they choose not to use it, then it's yeah. a retirement fund.
2: Yeah. yeah. Why not? Or use it, bank it, and then use it as retirement. Use, use it for the way. Use it for college. Pay it back. Right. Let it so you use, it for, you use it for use it for college. It's not one or the other. It's all. It's all not of one us. or exactly. the other. Oh my
1: gosh.
0: And the nice thing about this, and I, I did the same thing, I've got two children and I did, got a policy on each of them when they were born. Really? And then about three, four years later, I got additional policy on them when they I, I go through rounds where I'll, I'll fund the, the policies for four years, then fund another round of policies for four years. So I've got 10 of these banking policies, uh, two on each of the kids, three on me and three on my wife. Um, but the bottom line is, you know a lot of people are thinking about college funds. And the 529 plan, you know, they look nice for the tax deduction and tax-free use, but what if they don't go to college? What if they're like me? They just want to start a business. You know, I don't have a college degree. Uh, I've always been entrepreneurial and trying to figure out how I can own the business instead of go to work for the business. Use it to fund the business. And you use this to fund the business. The kids get these as gifts when they graduate uh, high school or if they go to college. It'll be a college graduation gift, and they're set up for life to fund their dreams. Yeah. yeah
1: yeah see to to me this is part see compound interest to me mm-hmm. is part of the miracle that god created for the earth mm-hmm. you know it's like i was reading in genesis right and he's saying i've given to you the the you know the birds of the air the seeds of the field blah 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 he's saying and he says go be go be fill the earth and multiply fill the earth subdue it be fruitful and multiply mm-hmm. right and and so i actually did the math okay and i and if you take if you take a bushel of wheat and you mm-hmm. plant it and you get a hundred bushels, mm-hmm. right? One year. And then you take that hundred bushels, you plant it and get a hundred mm-hmm. bushels. And I ask a farmer friend, can you get a hundred can you get a hundred bushels and he, per, you know, can you do hundred X? And he said, Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. hundred X is possible. Mm-hmm. So if you do that for seven years, do you know how many bushels you'd have?
0: How many bushels? More than billions.
1: Ten trillion. Yeah. Bushels Now, it's we crazy. Can't even,
0: we can't even fathom that number. No. You
1: know? and, and that's seven years. That's mm-hmm. just seven years. Mm-hmm. And my point is this. It's God created a system. Mm-hmm. And he gave it to us and he said, work it. Mm-hmm. He gave us a system of wealth creation and he said, work it. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And and you look at even Matthew 25, right? Mm-hmm. Luke 19, the parable of the miners, the parable of the talents. Mm-hmm. He gave them something, a beginning, talent, which was money.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It was money. Yep. And he he, he he said, I'm going to entrust this to you. It wasn't yours. Mm-hmm. You're entrusted with it. And he and he left for a long time. As he came back, he said, how'd you do? And he was looking at your returns.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He was looking at the returns. We can spiritualize this however we want. Yeah, he's talking but about how you're living your life. He is talking about the reality of how you're living your life. Yeah. And he said... Take the system mm-hmm. that I've take 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 the seed I gave you. Mm-hmm. Take the system I've invented mm-hmm. and use it. Yeah. And and he said he even said to the guy who got scared, he said you should have given it to the bankers. Yeah.
0: He said at least put, put it the You and should then have given interest. it to
1: the clock guy. You know, <laughs>
0: and, and the Fraser and, Bank.
1: And, and it, yeah, give it to your Fraser Bank. It would have at least done something. Yeah. You know and. And I'm telling you, we got to be pay, we got to pay attention to the financial arena. Mm-hmm. And there's no reason we can't get massively ahead. Right. And then we pass this on to our kids. And we not just, don't just pass money on. I mean, but you can pass the financial intelligence on. Exactly. Right? Teach them how to take control of their life, mm-hmm. how to take control of their finances. And how to not be a pauper and a beggar Mm -hmm. their whole life, but to be a supplier and a producer, Mm -hmm. right? Right. It isn't about just living a fancy lifestyle. It's about being a producer Mm -hmm. and being a supplier for others, right? Every father, you know this, you're thinking about... Not how fancy a life you can live, but how you can produce and mm. care for your family, and how mm. you can provide. And we, you know, the more wealth we have, the more we can provide mm. for more people, hundreds and yeah. thousands even, and and be an answer to them. And that is our role as believers. Yeah. So there's my there's my little sermon. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. You, you're obviously passionate about that, and I'm right there with you.
0: And that, Yeah, young
1: people need to do this. Oh, young people do this, and I'm so proud of Ben, who actually got off his duff Mm -hmm. and and did it. You know, even though you know Papa preaches the great sermon, (laughs) (laughs) and
0: and Ben Papa come around. (laughs) Papa come around. Okay,
1: but the problem with Papa is Papa is too old, right? Mm -hmm. I am 56 years old. You know, I'm 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 a little little hefty. You Mm -hmm. know, little hefty, little (laughs) slightly. (laughs) You know, <laughs> you're, just a, you're, you're just a little big bone. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm a little healthier, mm-hmm. and, and you know, what about guys like me?
0: Well, yeah, our average client that we help establish their family banking system is 55. And we've we've worked with 25 year olds and 75. I'm working with an 83 year old right now, trying to figure out how do I live off of what I have and make sure that when I die, it all doesn't go to the nursing home and Medicaid and taxes and You know, how do I leave an inheritance to my family? And so 83 years old. Um, But for a 55-year-old, they have something that the 25-year-old doesn't have. Money. (laughs) 25-year-old has time, not much money in most cases. Uh, So, you know, we we can do things with a a chunk of cash flow or lump sum and and building up true financial independence. What what could you you do?
1: We've talked about cash flow. What could you do with a lump sum? So I've got... 100 grand in my savings account
0: or whatever. Yeah. Well, I think I mentioned this earlier, but each size policy can only hold so much cash. The same way that the bank's vault can only hold so much cash before it hits the ceiling, and sorry, no more room. So the IRS has some limitations. If you're going to get a $100,000 policy death benefit, you can only have X amount of cash in there. Uh, The bigger the death benefit, the more cash will hold. Uh, but with $100,000, we would typically look at uh, funding a policy over the course of four or five years. So you can't just write a, a one-time check, all of it going into the policy, and then turn around and borrow. Okay, give
1: me some numbers. I got $100,000. I write I write four $25,000 checks over five mm-hmm. years. What, what do I get?
0: Oh, I, I'm looking at a 25-year-old chart here <laughs> instead of a 55-year-old chart. Remember, <laughs> we were looking at that. Um, but uh, I'd have to search through my. Illustrations to find a 55-year-old, but $100,000, uh, $25,000 a year for four years would probably get us somewhere in the ballpark of 300 to 400 thousand uh, dollar death benefit. Okay, and that hundred thousand dollars will be fully liquid inside the policy, and somewhere in the window of uh, six. Seven eight years. So
1: in six to seven years, you'd have a cash value of one hundred of a hundred thousand, right? In addition, so you're getting the death benefit for free, it, essentially, you, as yeah. long as you wait for five, six seven years. Yeah, the
0: only thing it costs you is a little time, but you've got all your cash in there instead of in your bank. You know, still earning no interest in the and bank.
1: Then, and let's say we decide we don't like this anymore, and mm-hmm. we, we we can pull our money out. We can pull the money out, right? Now you, that's the dumb way to do it. Yeah, the, agree, d- the dumb
0: way is you liquidate it because you didn't see long term. But the point is you can't. You can. That's okay. exactly right. Okay. And, and, and if you do it too soon, you're going to take a negative, I mean, you're going to take a loss.
1: And now, okay, the reality is a 55-year-old, um, today, I mean, it's not as old as it used to be, no. right? I mean, I'm, I'm looking at the average, you know, the, I'm looking at the average life expectancy today in America. I mean, it's going exponential yeah. right right now. And um, I mean, pretty soon, I think we're going to be up there with Noah, you know, mm-hmm. those guys, you know. Yeah, 800, 900. <laughs> I know, but but it's something. It's I think it's mid eighties. I think it's eighty-seven years old, or kind of around that that range. Mm-hmm. So even a guy like me, I got thirty years left. Yeah. And you know, I don't know where most people are at. Maybe I'm strange, but I don't really want to retire.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right. I'm. A, I like what I do. Yeah. You know, I just. I maybe want to do. Little easier. I mean, I may not do quite as much. Mm -hmm. I may get other people to, you know, know,
0: do the heavy lifting for me,
1: but I just keep putting money in, to Mm -hmm. be honest with you. Right. You know, so for 30 years, if I can keep contributing to this, right, Mm -hmm. it ends up can still end up growing. I mean, you know, that's a long time, right? Right.
0: Yeah. They've changed the mortality tables, which is the life insurance perspective of when you're going to die. So since 2001, they've actually stretched it out from age 100 yeah. to age 121. Okay,
1: okay. So, you know? so give me the pitch. I'm 55. Yeah. You know, uh, I'm gonna I, I, let's say I can put in. I'm gonna put in thousand mm-hmm. dollars a month in this. What mm-hmm. am I gonna get?
0: Well, you're gonna get uh, a new business that never existed before, which is the Fraser Bank, and it takes time to capitalize that. But it, essentially, the first year, every dollar that you put in there. You've got about sixty cents liquid. Okay. So not a not a dollar for first, dollar because okay. we're not talking about a savings account. We're talking about life insurance. And okay. after
1: ten years, it's you said after five years, it's a buck thirty.
0: After five years, that thousand that you put in there is going to be about fourteen hundred dollars, increasing of you know how quickly that that, that bucket of money is filling. Okay. Uh, six to eight year windows typically what we see to where one hundred percent of your cash into that policy, it's all there. Okay. So if you died and that money was in a checking account, you're leaving the family hundred grand. But if you died and you're putting it into your policy that never existed before, maybe it's four hundred thousand. So four hundred percent return on your money in that. You know.
1: Now, okay, so fifty five year old, am I going to have to go through a medical exam on that? <laughs> yeah, that's I mean, part honestly, of. Honestly, c- I don't really want to.
0: Yeah, I don't like getting stuck you know, with a needle. I I don't like doing that. But needles. Yeah, they never
1: told me there's needles.
0: <laughs> Surprise, there is. You know, it's not well, too good know, to be true.
1: Almost as bad as the needle stepping on the scale. You know, yeah. That's well, painful too. They don't
0: tell you to look at the results. They just, you know, say blind. Let's get you blindfolded is, is and it, hop on the scale. I
1: mean, seriously, is it is it is it like hard to qualify or or does just changes the benefit or what's it like?
0: Uh, yeah, I mean the. Older you are and the less healthy that you are, the more that death benefit comes down, which is the insurance company's risk in the game. So
1: it's pretty much like anybody qualifies, but... Not
0: anybody. I've had a, a few people that the insurance company came back and said, this person is not healthy enough for us.
1: So you like know. what percentage of people don't qualify?
0: Less than five. Okay. very, so, very small percentage. So 95 percentage.
1: will qualify, but, right. but depending on your health level... Uh, you're just going to get
2: less of a debt. Yeah, they
0: have what, what they call a build chart so if you're a little bit too heavy for your height, then that'll be a little more risky. If, if there's a lot of things in conjunction like somebody's overweight and they're a tobacco user and they have okay. you know a variety of things.
1: So but the bottom line this really can work for
0: even anybody people. Yeah. okay because if you're not healthy then, and you want to put that thousand a month somewhere, well then you put it on your kids or your grandkids or your business partner or your spouse. So we've got lots of clients that, you know, uh, get policies on their kids and grandkids like I've done. I'm healthy enough. I've gotten policies on me, and that's kind of the first look at it. But then we add policies to family members because, heaven forbid, I lose my son or daughter. Then I'm getting a windfall of money to take care of final expenses and reinvest that money into the family system. Okay.
1: Now, you talk about business owners, too. And one of the things about a business owner, I mean... You know, I've been self-employed, I think, you know, for, what is it, yeah, you know, 20, 22 years, mm-hmm. and so my income, I honestly have no clue yeah. how much income I'm going to have. It's like, right? you know, and talking 2012, I'm like, bad, bad, mm-hmm. bad, you know, <laughs> last few years, been awesome, you yeah, know. Yeah, great. So how the heck do I manage this? That's, honestly, the reason I haven't gotten started. Yeah. The volatility of your income. I I don't know how much money I'm going to make. Yeah. You know? And what do I do?
0: Well, um, especially for our clients that aren't as financially savvy as you, we we look at the big picture. You know? And we see, you know, where is the money? Where is your wealth? And if it's locked up in different types of vehicles uh, or assets, sometimes it makes sense to reposition things. Uh, I mean, same thing I'm sure Ben sees with so doing just loans just, and banking is sometimes yeah, just, you reposition things and it changes the scenario. Exit you know? the
1: stuff that is not, right is fr- fruitful and put your money in. Okay. Yeah. But uh, can you, can you build policies that have a kind of a variable amount of contribution?
0: Sure. Yeah. With that thousand a month, for example, if you say Levi, I, I think I can come up with a thousand a month to do something with, then we build a, a banking policy. We'll probably start looking at your life and make sure you're healthy enough and that you like the numbers and you say, well, that's. That's that looks pretty good. 400 a month would be the 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 base and 600 a month would be overfunding the policy in, into a rider called paid up additions and that allows you to have a cash cow. And if if your the you're, minimum is 400. 400 would be the downside. The, and if
1: I don't make the 400 what happens?
0: Then you can borrow against the cash that you put in there or you can bite the bullet and say I, I made a a bad decision on a. buy, and know,
1: you pretty much you lose. I get
0: about sixty percent of what I put in there, so I tell people if, if I can't help you create a game plan for four years, right. And
1: so you just get you got so that's doable though, right? Right. You got to have a plan for four years. Four years, get it funded, and, and, and it can pay for itself. It has after some that. downside built in where right. you can, if you're really tight, you can
2: still make it. Right. You know? Um, but even going back real quick to the repositioning assets, sure. we always had this conversation uh, the other day, right. where I have a little bit of equity in, in my house, and I was like, "It's just sitting there, it's not making anything." And we talking about arbitrage, and mm-hmm. you know, it's really cheap to get a mortgage right mm-hmm. now. Right. What's your mortgage rate? You know, three point six, something around there. It's just it's, <laughs> it's just like free cheap. money almost. <laughs> I mean, That's the you, next best thing to this. Yeah, I mean, you take out the the mortgage tax. Uh, Deduction, you know, right, your right. effective rate is under three, right? Um, and you can you can create a, a program where you can fund a policy, mm-hmm. taking out a uh, doing a refinance or uh, probably do a refinance versus a home equity line of credit, but can actually just reposition the assets. So do a, do a cash I, I ran, out refinance. Do a cash out refinance. So you're paying
1: three percent for that money. You put it into a policy, a policy. that's earning six or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: and I, yeah. I, I ran ran some quick tables, you know, amortization table and. I want to bring this point later, so a little sidebar, but you know, um, talk about the volume of, of interest versus mm-hmm. the interest rate. right? And yeah, we can talk about that, it's, it's fascinating. But mm-hmm. effectively, over 30 years, the cost on a mortgage of uh, my, say, $200,000 is maybe $100,000, or I'm going to pay $100,000 of interest. But over 30 years, if I put it in a policy, it would earn, I think, in this scenario, is Maybe five to seven hundred thousand dollars that it would have
1: earned wait, 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 wait. Yeah. Okay, so so you buy a hundred thousand dollar house or you have a hundred thousand dollar loan on your house or whatever, you're gonna pay the hundred thousand dollars back to that bank, but you're also gonna pay another hundred thousand dollars in in
2: interest. Uh, yeah. Approximately that's what you're saying. Sure. So if you if you instead say it again? So it was a two hundred thousand dollar loan. Okay. over over thirty 000. years you're gonna pay about a hundred thousand dollars of interest. Okay, so
1: in addition to the $200,000, you'll, you'll yes. know paying got it.
2: Yeah. And so and that, that's the cost of, of um, the money. Right. But if I use that money and put it in the policy, and that's earning money, even though I'm paying a little bit more interest on, on my mortgage, I'm actually earning a substantially significant more... Wow. Um, Over six policy. times the amount. Six times the amount. And so and that, that's simply... I'm not making any more cash flow. Yeah. I'm... I'm Simply so, you're repositioning, repositioning
1: my equity, equity.
0: Repositioning and redirecting equity. the cash flow. Instead of the cash flow going to the bank, yep. you've got split cash flow, one going to the bank and one going to assets.
2: Yep. So, so the, the comment of what if we don't have with lumpy cash flow, if you have a little bit of equity in the house or you have other assets that you can position into something like this, you don't necessarily have to have a lot of cash flow. Right. If it's lumpy, you can obviously do that in addition, but I'm thinking about doing another policy on top of the one that I'm funding. From a home equity um, or cash out refinance, yeah. which is yeah,
0: all right, cool. I had a client that was in the twenty five year old range um, about ten years ago, and when we sat down, he said he could save one hundred and fifty dollars a month by showing him with this strategy that Ben just talked about. We went from about about one hundred and fifty that he had cash flow, and we turned in about twelve hundred just by using cash that was idle. You know, and I call. Equity in real estate, idle dollars. It's the appreciation in the property that you make money, not whether you have a loan or not. That's just the opportunity cost, the use of, you know, the cost of money. So you know that's just one example that we look at the big picture. We see, well, you got you know thirty, forty thousand sitting there earning zero. You're paying you know some cost to to use that. But what if you paid a dollar and you earned six dollars? Would you, you know, yeah. would you be able to sleep at night having the extra five bucks there? So, you know, there's there's ways that we can increase cash flow, um, and it's pretty substantial. And, you know, yeah. again, for lack of vision, my people perish. Uh, we don't see the things right in front of us because we weren't taught it. We don't take the time, like you said earlier, to sit down. And it's been said that people spend more time planning a vacation than their financial future. And I <laughs> I think that's a sad truth. Wow.
1: Yeah, but, I mean, anybody can find I mean, what's yeah. the minimum? Can you start a policy? About 100 bucks. So anybody, bucks. anybody can do 100 bucks a month. Yeah, I mean anybody, pretty much, right? Yeah. I mean, if you got a job, uh, why can't you do 100 bucks a month and yeah. and get started as a, at a young age? I mean, the numbers are incredible. Just 100 bucks a month. We did we did a 200 example, and it it's worth you know I can't remember what they said, but yeah, you know. So it, it's just there's no reason
2: we can't really get our kids winning and get people winning. Absolutely, you know. So. One other quick little side comment, and this is just so crazy to me. Some people might not appreciate this, but talk about the volume of interest versus interest rate. And one of the biggest critiques I had initially, and I just have gone through Dave Ramsey's you know, Financial Peace University course and the very adversarial approach to debt. And in I think certain cases, debt is obviously not a good case. Unsecured debt, credit card debt, you know, debt on depreciated assets doesn't make sense. But in this case. Talked about right debt is viewed really negatively by the very, Christian very community. Yeah. yeah, but there's a, a few comments here. But if I'm taking out equity in my home and using it, I'm increasing my debt. But by doing that, I'm actually increasing my return with, with leverage. Um, but another comment on this is, you know, when you're taking out uh, a loan against your policy, you're you're having to pay five percent to the life insurance company, but you're earning five percent, so it's technically a wash. But one of, the, one of the cool things about this, and I've done the numbers on this in, in our, our spreadsheets, but it, when you're paying on 5%, you're actually paying on a decreasing principal balance. So every month, the amount of interest you pay is de- less. decreases. Right. But when you're earning 5%, you're earning 5% on a ever-increasing number. So it's actually, that's the cost. So what's the bottom the line? The bottom line is interest rate is... Throwing through is not what really matters. It's it's the volume of interest. How much interest are you paying and how much are you earning? So the actual number, 5% of 5%, it sounds like it's just a wash. when you to make anything. But you're actually, over the long haul, you're going to be way better off. Even if you are borrowing at 6% and earning 4%, you can still get ahead. And you have some kind of cool uh, – if you've challenged me on that, I was like, there's no possible way. But it's, it's really true. And it's, it's all about the the compounding.
0: Yeah, yeah, and that's the question I ask every business owner because it's so important to learn to be profitable, especially in, in Christian communities where we're, you know, commanded to, to, to uh, you know be the head and not the tail. Um, but I, I ask, can you can you borrow at six and invest at four and ever get ahead? And I'm just testing people's creativity and, and knowledge. And 99 times out of 100, they do the math, okay, I'm borrowing at 6, 6 minus 4, I'm making 4, no, I, no, that's a negative 2, and the answer is always no, I can't get ahead. And Ben just articulated it accurately, that it's the volume of money that really you have to focus on in that arbitrage scenario. If, if debts were bad, well, the banks wouldn't be in business. All The major banks are in debt to the insurance companies because they're selling them bonds, which is a debt instrument, right? Yeah, so these insurance companies are buying bonds from them and they're borrowing money from the insurance companies. Yeah,
1: you know, I've had a number of conversations with Christians about debt, and usually it's a very simplistic view of debt as 100% negative, right? And, and it's really kind of dumb, yeah, it is. Because, I mean, if you argue against debt, you have to argue against savings, right? Because you know. You know, when I go deposit my money in a bank, well, that's the bank owes me that money. Yeah. It's not sitting in a vault somewhere. That's a debt. Mm-hmm. And 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 if you you know, older people that have an excess of wealth will want to deploy that where there's a where there's a deficit of wealth, and right. that's called debt. And it isn't it right to earn and earn an in, earn a, you know a, a, an earning a mm-hmm. return on that money? Of course it is. So it's just part of the normal. Part of humanity. What what when debt is a problem is when it's used for just consumer spending and Mm -hmm. you know. But for investment and and, and these kind of things and for businesses, debt is debt is part of a healthy healthy business and you know lines of um, credit.
0: I mean, a lot of businesses wouldn't survive without a line of credit. It's not
1: just survival; it's smart business. Yeah. so so you know we need need to look at that and freshly and not just have this kind of knee knee jerk reaction you know, oversimplistic reaction to it.
0: I agree, so, 100%. All
1: right, well, we're about out of, out of time. Levi, sign me up, buddy. And let's rock and roll. Sign here here. Here, here. here we go. So, but the needle part, we got to negotiate on some of that. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, um, anyhow, so Levi, uh, it's Clockwork Financial, Levi Clock, clockworkfinancial.com, and, you know, you can answer, answer some, any questions for these folks, and, Thank you so much for taking the time to be here and, and for presenting this great concept yeah. to us. This is really amazing and I think it's the, one of the simplest, easiest ways that honestly really, really works, yeah. for people.
0: Well I appreciate you having me and uh, you know, continuing to share this information with your listeners. Uh, we do have an ebook that we'll give out for free if anybody reaches out through our website and, and wants some information. Uh, the ebook is uh, very good talking about the history of money. And then a solution to the money problems that we have in the world today that you've mentioned. You're negative on the economy or pessimistic, however we want to call it.
1: I'm I'm positive. I'm not
0: pessimistic, by the way. Okay. Well, negative on the reality of what's going on with the economy. (laughs) Um, You know, I I would agree with that statement because the more you follow the the money trail and find out what's happening, uh, you know, it's not real pretty. Uh, But there's great solutions to those economic problems. Uh, so we're happy to help with that.
1: Yeah, awesome. Yeah. All right. Thanks so much for being here, guys, and we'll talk soon. All right. Thanks. Bye. Bye.